Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 11th episode of the B-Team podcast. Ben, how's it going? Pretty good, man. Feeling good. Early episode this week, kicking off a crazy week. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah for anyone that doesn't know, I don't know when this is coming out, but we're recording on a Monday. So um, if you're listening on a Thursday and you're wondering why some of the stuff we're talking about is what we're talking about, there you go. It's really early in the week. So, Ben, this is an episode I'm affectionately dubbing Rivalry Week Extravaganza. What was that first word? Rivalry. <laughs> it's a hard word to say. Rivalry Week. Rivalry Week. I should have gone to speech therapy back in the day, but <laughs> well, we have a lot to get to and uh, not a lot of time to get to it. So if you're ready, I'm ready. I was born ready. <laughs> Good deal. Just a quick run through the agenda. We're going to recap a couple of games from last week. It's going to be very brief because there's not really much there to talk about. And then we have a whopping 16 games coming your way for picks. I don't like this. <laughs> um, we'll get to the ad read, and then we got a brand new segment to wrap it all up with. So I hope you enjoy that. If you're not a sports fan, uh, skip to that last segment. Well, actually, don't skip because I think we're pretty cool guys. But <laughs> the last segment is probably the segment for you. Ben, you want to start off in uh, Columbus, Ohio? Absolutely. What a what a game. Wasn't just really a, a game, actually. Just an absolute debacle if you're a Michigan State fan. <laughs> yeah, I look real dumb. I've looked real dumb a lot on this podcast, but I look real dumb taking up for Michigan State this week. So I, if you remember correctly, I picked Ohio State. I gave out my logic behind it and all that. Even I didn't expect it to be that bad. Yeah, and um, we've been hyping up Ohio State all year, and I mean they backed that up, but yeah, to get C- just decimated like that is crazy. Yeah, CJ Stroud for anyone that hasn't seen, <clears throat> he went thirty-two for thirty-five on Saturday for a whopping four hundred thirty-two yards, six touchdowns. I mean guy vaulted to the top basically of the Heisman conversation. Um, Didn't he have Olave, five in the first half? I think so. Um, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, and um, was it Jackson Smith and Jigba? I think that's his first name. Um, all went over 100 yards receiving. So the trio keeps keeps on rolling there. All I mean, over did. 10 yards per catch, too. You did hint at that. Didn't you say that Michigan State had the worst pass defense in the nation? 130th. Yeah, I doubt that got any better. <laughs> Quite the opposite, actually. They might be behind some FCS teams now. <laughs> yeah. Um, ben, without looking at the box score, you haven't looked at the box score yet, have you? No. Can you guess the number of touches Kenneth Walker had on Saturday? Mm, just from knowing the outcome of the game, I'm assuming low. I would say for him, low would be 15. Seven. That's crazy. He had six carries for – was it six carries for 25 yards and a reception, seven total touches. The guy that got you there couldn't get more than seven touches. Yeah, that's that's crazy. That is what we call coaching malpractice. Yeah, or coaching he, malpractice. Ooh. Uh, speaking of that, I really hope he signed that $95 million extension. Yeah. Yeah, I saw some tweet. It was like Mel Tucker talking to the administration. You got that DocuSign, right? And they're like, oh, I think it went to spam. We haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> oh, man, what's bad is that, like, I want to clown Michigan State for this, but their Vegas win total, you want to take a stab at that one too, just off the top of your head? Like for preseason that, win. Start of it? Yeah. Four and a half. Four. So yeah. – He's Mill Tucker's still been pretty much a miracle worker there, but God, that was bad. Yeah. And it was over I mean, quick, too. Like, there was no use of watching past the first quarter. Yeah. It reminded me of those games like in the past where Bama's ranked, you know, high, and then somebody comes in there ranked highly, and, you know, you think it's going to be a game, and then it's just not. Almost kind of like the Georgia um, Arkansas game this year. Fair. I think I picked Georgia to cover that game too. So, yeah, it's like you think somebody's coming in that hasn't been good in a while, and then they just get destroyed. But yeah, I didn't watch much of it. Um, it was on at the same time as the state game. I know state wasn't playing anybody great, but I still wanted to watch them. So, 
and after the start, I was like, oh, I have no interest. Yeah, Ben, we've been saying for weeks now that uh, Ohio State's the second best team in the country, and uh, nothing happened Saturday to change my mind there. So, Yeah, I think that's fair. Alabama didn't look great. Um, Cincinnati yeah. people can talk about, but they're – Yeah, we, I didn't put Alabama down for us to recap, but didn't look great, did they? No. Probably should have lost. Benefit of a couple calls there, yeah. Yeah. So it um yeah, they didn't look great. Bryce Young had a had a good game. He went off too. Um speaking of Heisman, but their defense is just not it. Oh yeah. Yeah, so I think Ohio State definitely the second best team in the nation. Got a big one coming up this next, you know, this Saturday, which I'm interested to see. Probably going to be a similar story, but definitely. I don't know. I think we'll get to it a little bit later, but I think Michigan matches up a little bit better than Michigan State did. Um, but, yeah, so now you, you mentioned that the Heisman race is basically, what, like a two-person race, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. Uh, yeah, Will Rogers. Are you leading one way or the other there in that conversation? Um, I think – I guess it's after the championship week, right? Yeah, I think it's – I mean, this year Heisman is weird. Um, it's probably Stroud's to lose at this point unless Bryce Young, they beat Georgia somehow, which I don't see happening. He has a crazy game. But I think Stroud right now is, sit, is sitting pretty with Corral falling off as hard as he has. Um, Kenneth Walker not getting a chance to show anything. Um, you know, you could even see a defensive player sneak in there. Yeah. Are, are you driving the Will Anderson bandwagon like a lot of other people are? No, and some people are even – is it Jordan Davis? Yeah. Yeah, Georgia. So, no, I don't think they've been that good. You know, for a defensive player to win, I think they have to be just completely dominant. Um, so, I don't my general, Yeah, my general rule of thumb is that, like, if we didn't see Dominic and Sue back in the day win it or uh, Jadavion Clowney or someone like that, yeah, like I, we just may never see a defensive player win it again. Either that or they're going to have to be like the most dominant player of all time. Right. When was it that Manti Teo like finished second? That was a weird had year. To, had to have been like 2012 mm-hmm. or something. Or Yeah, was it – there were two Alabama guys. It was A.J. McCarron and someone else, right? Wasn't there – uh, an Alabama running back. Is it Henry? I don't know when Henry left. All the Alabama running backs run together. It's Trent Richardson, Derrick Henry, yeah. Mark Ingram, they're all the same person. Yeah, though, I mean, they went to the national championship and got embarrassed. Was that 2012? Yeah. So, and he, I know he was hyped up then, so I would assume it was around then. You know who finished third that year? I think they finished third that year. I haven't looked it up. Who? Kansas State legend Colin Klein. Uh, Colin Klein, yeah. So, I think that was about the time on when his fake girlfriend news and all that came up. Yeah, it was my freshman year of college. It would have been 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. But, um, so, yeah, that was a matchup of two top ten teams, one of which obviously going to fall out this week. The other ones I would assume would jump Alabama, but we'll, we'll talk about that here soon, I guess. Um, the other top matchup we had this week, um, Oregon at Utah. Do uh, do we want to talk about it or what no. now? What a debacle! That one wasn't even close either. You laughed at me, by the way. I know I did. I know I did, Busby. What's bad is that you look at the box score of this, and it's not like too terribly bad. I think the I think uh, uh, Utah had like 10 more minutes of time of possession, but they just were able to run the ball whenever they wanted. They had 50 rushes for over 200 yards and just kind of controlled the line of scrimmage there. That freaking – was it a punt return right before the half? Yeah, by that guy that's like 26. Yeah, that – I mean, that was – it was game over. I don't think I've ever – okay, that's why. But that stadium was rocking. You knew there was a chance for it. I know, but I was like, okay, there's a chance. You know, we go into half. After that, I was like, oh, no chance. Britton Covey, that's the guy's name that returned it. He's a 5'8 junior, and he's like 32. 
he just aged, aged six years in like yeah. five seconds. Um, but yeah, that was that was domination too. And look, Oregon kind of does this thing every year now. Um, if you're an Oregon fan, it sucks to say, but that's kind of become the MO where you just kind of lose one randomly. Was it last year, two years ago, they lost to Arizona State randomly? And uh, they've already done it twice this year. Yeah, the Stanford game. You yeah, had a little bit of an excuse right. there because you had you were missing Joe Moorhead, but um, we've seen before Joe Moorhead office doesn't look so hot whenever you can't run the ball, and Oregon couldn't run the ball on Saturday. Yeah, and I mean Stanford was a way worse loss. Stanford's not good at all. So Pac-12 is toast. Nobody's getting in the playoffs. So Pac-12 is indeed toast. So we'll see where it goes from there. I mean, Big 12's toast. So it's really what. It's going to be Georgia, Ohio State. Don't, I don't say the, it. I don't know if the Big 12's toast. If Baylor and – well, we got, what, Baylor, Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma? Yeah. Uh, so, let's just hop into it. We're recording this on Monday, like we said. The playoff ranking doesn't come out till tomorrow. Do you want to go through what we expect to happen and maybe some scenarios down the road here? Sure. Okay. I will start off, if you don't mind. I think the By top four, I think the top three, hang on, let me rephrase. I think the top three are going to be Georgia, Ohio State two. I think Bama is going to slide back to three. Cincinnati. Now, if you remember correctly, I said, I think this is the week Cincinnati hops up there. I got a sneaky feeling Cincinnati might stay at five. I think Michigan might hop to four. I mean – they may do that just because it's going to take care of itself. It's it's not going to matter at all. Um, but I think uh, honestly, if Michigan's four or Michigan's five, I don't think it's going to matter very much. No, it won't because they play the number two team this week. Right. So. If they win from five, they're going to jump Ohio State anyway. Right. And Cincinnati's probably going to be ahead of Ohio State after that anyway too. So. Right. So. Um. Yeah, I think that's that's what it is. I mean, sneaky team, you know, that's lurking out there. Say we see, a, you know, Ohio State win, Georgia wins out, beats Bama, Cincinnati wins out. You know who's lurking back there? You going to talk about Notre Dame? I don't want to, but they're sitting there. I think that the committee has a problem with, with Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. <clears throat> no. I think what's going on, I don't know. The committee is kind of dumb, so maybe this, maybe it happens anyway. But you can't really, like, if you're thinking through it logically, and granted we've said that in the past and it hasn't really turned out true, you can't put Notre Dame in and not put Cincinnati in. Cincinnati beat them by two scores at Notre Dame. But I'm saying – Go ahead. Well, I'm saying if Mich- if Ohio State wins out, Georgia wins out, Cincinnati wins out, Notre Dame wins out. Wait, say that again. Georgia, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Cincinnati. Okay, I could see that. I could also see – I think the team that they should be more worried about is Oklahoma State. I think Oklahoma State's lurking in that 8-9 range, and they play, yeah. they play Oklahoma for Bedlam this week. And if they win Baylor. that, they'll probably play Baylor. Baylor has to win this week, but Baylor's playing like TCU or something weird. I can't remember. I looked at Baylor's not schedule TCU. earlier. It's not, not TCU. They already lost to TCU. Oh, well, that sucks. Um, it, it is. If only we had a device. Yeah, I have a device. Give me a second. It is Kansas. No, wait, no, that was this week. Huh. This is a grade A podcast right now. Yep. The fans at home Texas, are riveted. Texas Tech. Okay. So they should win that. But yeah. I mean, who knows? They're Texas Tech's new head coach knows everything about Baylor. So yeah. And then like Baylor beats Texas Tech. Oklahoma beats Oklahoma State. Is it Oklahoma Baylor again? It's Oklahoma Baylor again. And then Oklahoma wins. Maybe, but I, I think the committee – I really – this is going to come back to bite me. I really think that the committee would put in undefeated Cincinnati over one loss Oklahoma. 
I'm not even talking sound... about Cincinnati. I'm talking about Notre Dame. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. I think Cincinnati is going to be three. Okay. Because I don't think all, Bama's You're talking about when it's all said and done. Yeah, I don't think Bama will be in the top four. I think the only shot Bama has is if they play Georgia close, outside of winning, obviously. Like, if it goes in, like, overtime or something, like, it's like a one-score game. Yeah. That's I can see them sliding them down to, like, four, but then I don't know if you want to do that because you have a rematch, like, immediately. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. There's a lot of ways they can play. I mean, to be fair, though, we're just waiting on a Georgia-Ohio State National Championship game. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, and I'd be cool with that. I think that matchup would be a lot of fun to see that offense and that ma- that defense matchup. Yep. <clears throat> so, Ben, you I know mean, who we – go ahead. No, you go ahead. You know who we don't have to worry about matching up this year? Who? Te- Texas with anyone. Steve <laughs> yeah. Sarkeesian's made me look like a fool. I was about to say, you talk about me having bad takes. You said Texas was back multiple times. Dude, I was really driving the bandwagon. I was a big Sark guy. I wanted him at State before we hired Leach. So, I just wanted to be right about that. Um, Not about, like, him being better than Leach. I wouldn't want that. But just Sark being yeah, a good coach you. in general. Yeah. And uh, for a minute there, I even with the Arkansas loss, like, I was like, okay, you can see this thing going in the right direction. And then as soon as they lost, the Red River shootout, showdown, rivalry, Crosstown matchup. I don't know what you want to call it. Um, it just all went south from there. Yeah, they lost to Kansas. They lost to Kansas. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's a wild world. Texas not bowl eligible. Lost and six then, in a row. I think they said this is their worst season since, like, 1950-something, 52 or something like that. Yeah. So, that's interesting. I mean, if they hadn't just hired Sark, we could see that job open as well. Um, Which is crazy. Speaking of one-year coaches that the fans already want to drive out of town, what about Brian Harson at all? You were right uh, about that game last week. Yeah, one game I was right about. <clears throat> but, I mean, I think he's fine. Um, I think he can fall back on the bow. Nick's got hurt, or they would have won and had a chance in the Iron Bowl. Um, you know, should have beat – you know, could have beaten State. I mean, 40-point comeback. That's kind of crazy. So, I think he's fine, but I mean, he's the, that fan base is no, not going to wait around. So. Yeah, I'm just talking about. Well, we say that, but they gave best miles on like a decade. Um, he beat Bama. <clears throat> no, that that I have seen many message board posts, and granted, message board people are the craziest people whenever it comes to college football fandom. Not big fans of Brian Horst. Yeah. Also, I, I don't. Yeah. Permission to go on a rant for a second. Absolutely. So it's it's coach hunting season, right? Plane tracking season, all that kind of good stuff. We we hate the phrase, me and you've talked about this. We hate the phrase like rent free, right? And big brother mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. I have another one that I want to add to that chamber. I hate the phrase, he's a bad fit. Because what you really like, you're not saying anything. It gives you like an argument-free – it's an argument-free statement. Because someone can't just be like, oh, I disagree. Like, it, 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 there's no there's no substance there. Like, why is he a bad fit? You, you think he's a bad fit because you don't think he's a good football coach. Right. I mean, I don't, I've never, I don't see him. I've never seen a coach win 10 games and a fan come out and be like, oh, but, yeah, he's a bad fit. No. He's a great fit because he just won you 10 football games. Yeah, I don't know what a bad fit would mean. I mean, a head coach comes in and they determine where the program goes. I mean, a player can be a bad fit for a system, but I don't see how a coach could be a bad fit. Sure. That one I would agree with. But uh, I'm thinking more along the lines of like, I've seen, okay, let me just give you a specific example. I've seen a lot of, going back to Auburn, I've seen a lot of Auburn fans say Brian Harson was just never a good fit here. Like, he's not a good fit because he's six and five. Yeah, same thing you said with Joe Moorhead. Yeah, if he was nine and two, he'd be a good fit. But just say what it is, you don't think he's a very good football coach. Yeah. I mean, that's what everybody said about Joe Moorhead when they got rid of him. He just wasn't a good fit. No, he was a bad football coach. Yeah. Okay. Glad you let me get that off my chest. (laughs) You feel better? Oh, I feel great heading into this next time. Oh, spicy. Speaking of uh, people that were bad fits. (laughs) Yeah. 
Uh, Dan Mullen, buddy, what are you doing? Let's go. I I don't like celebrating another person losing their job, but this dude, I you know what? You know what? Celebrate. You know what I was most salty about yesterday? He released that like little news article thanking the Florida fans, and you know it's we were. We got a lot of talent on this team, and I can't wait to see how they develop. And thank you for my time in Gainesville and all this kind of bullshit. We didn't get anything. Nope. He was here for nine years, and we got nothing. Nope. We found out that he left because he changed his Twitter profile. Yeah, I, I can't. that's why I can't stand him. People are like, oh, you're a bitter Mississippi State fan. It's not that he left. It's the way that he left. And, look, and, I, uh, I am on the record that I like Dan Mullen more than most Mississippi State fans still. but. Seeing that yesterday brought up those emotions from four years ago, and it just really irked me. Yeah, and I like how he put in there the SEC championship and all that stuff to just be like, hey, remember that when I was, you know, y'all liked me? He also put in there two-time national champion. Yeah, like, and dude. You were, you were the <laughs> offensive coordinator under Urban whenever he was, like, trying to make sure huh. that uh, Aaron Hernandez's crimes went unpunished. <laughs> and the uh, last thing I will not – feel sorry about celebrating him he just got paid 12 million dollars to go sit at home yep so don't i do not feel in the slightest sorry for him yeah megan's gonna have to shop in the most secluded publics now yeah she's gonna you gotta move somewhere for a target you know he said starville didn't have a target for megan mullen i've also seen a lot of people say like uh i saw an old miss fan today we're gonna talk about them later but i saw an old miss fan today talk about Mississippi State, why, why don't Mississippi State fans worry about Leach leaving whenever they didn't worry about Dan Mullen leaving and he eventually did? I'm like, yeah, Dan Mullen stayed for nine years, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Not remotely the same thing. Uh, okay. I got off on a tangent there with Coach Speak and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, Dan's gone, and it made me laugh. But Makes me happy. Like you said, $12 million, I'd leave too. Yeah, I think he's happy too. <laughs> Uh, Greg Knox, we, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that Greg Knox is the interim for the final game of the season, winning his coach in Mississippi State football history by winning yeah. percentage. So, one and oh, baby. Yeah, took down Heisman Trophy winner Lamar Jackson with, uh, with uh, the guy that Mississippi State fans for some reason still clamor over, Keaton Thompson. I love Keaton Thompson. Exactly my point. <laughs> Mississippi State fans have an affinity for ex like backup quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, I like Garrett Schrader, too, at Syracuse. So. Where's Jalen Maiden at? No exactly. Idea. I think he's at San Diego State. Ben, we talked about this earlier. 16 picks this week. Of course, you know, Busby finally gets a lead in this thing. and It's like, oh, let's just go for 16. I knew you were going to bring something up. Um no, like Ben said, I did take a two-game lead this week. Shout out the uh, Ohio State Buckeyes, the Utah Utes, and um, who was the other one? The Colts. Thank you, Colts. Your and episode of Hard Knocks was really fun. Florida Gators. Oh, yeah. I did win that one. Shout out yeah. Elijah Drinkwitz. Dude, but, I didn't even want to take Florida, and I just did it to go against you. That was just well, stupid on my Yeah, that's, that's bad on your part. I just said that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we have 16 games. And full disclosure for anyone listening, um, with it being rivalry week, I just threw as many games at the board as I can. Uh, I picked some that I think are the most heated. I picked some that I think the lines are intriguing. I tried to scan the country, if you will. I didn't want to say too SEC heavy or Big Ten or anything like that. So we got a couple different conferences in here. Um so if you don't see your team, if you don't hear your team's name listed on here, uh, it's because I either think you're going to win big or lose big. So I'm sorry. <laughs> Talking to you, Tennessee fans, you're 31-point favorites against Vanderbilt. Ben, the first game on the board is Missouri at Arkansas. Missouri coming off that win to become bowl eligible. Arkansas just lost a close one to Alabama. This game is at Arkansas, and Arkansas is 14-and-a-half-point favorites. My head's in a pretzel. I can't get on the right side. I can't. I can't. I don't know what to do. 
You got me frazzled, Busby. So well, it's a I'm bad week to go... be frazzled considering we got 16 picks. I know. Oh my god. So I'm just gonna go with my gut in all of these and see how this does for me. So looking at this line, Arkansas minus 14 and a half. Mm-hmm. Missouri coming into town. Just beat a bad Florida team. Arkansas played a good Bama team. Or, okay, played Bama close. Oh, very good Bama team. Um, 14 and a half is a lot of points. Probably going to be cold. Is Traylon Burks playing? Uh, I don't know, but I would say yes. Because he got hurt on that last onside kick against Bama. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take Missouri in the points. Yeah, I kind of want to take that too. But permission to go on another little bit of a tangent here. Sure. Uh, I know people laughed at the Eli Drinkwitz, like, may the force be with you thing, uh, making fun of Dan Mullen. And Dan Mullen definitely deserves to be made fun of. I thought, like, that's so lame coming from that dude. That dude's just the corniest looking dude I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I kind of liked it because it went after Dan Mullen, but at the same time, it's like, stop. He's also 11 and 10. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. Like, are you really going to be enough. one? Are you really going to be the one to cast stones, my man? Um, with that being said, I also like Ms. Oh, God. Teams, <laughs> teams playing Bama never come back right the next week. Okay. I've already talked myself into it. I'm taking Missouri plus the 14 and a half. I thought you were just taking. Yeah. Okay. You know Arkansas is about to beat the piss out of them now. Fine, we're on the same side. I don't lose a game here. Um, I'll pick this next. You want to just go back and forth that way? Yeah, I'm not, we'll just, like always yeah. picking the same thing as you. Uh, Wisconsin at Minnesota. We have uh, Paul Bunyan's ex, maybe the greatest rivalry trophy in the country on the line. Second best. Uh, okay. Um, Wisconsin is – they need this game to win the Big 12 West, Big 10 West. Um, if they lose and Iowa wins, Iowa is actually the representative. I think Iowa plays Nebraska, so that'll be fun. Nebraska has a plus seven point differential in Big Ten games, by the way, and they're one seven. <laughs> Figure that one out. Uh, I'm gonna take Wisconsin on the road. I think uh, they found their running back, Braylon, whatever his last name is. Uh, they just keep turning out running backs there. He's 17, by the way. I don't know if you saw that. It was, all over, it was all over Twitter. It was like, this guy's 17. It's the new Jalen, Jason Tatum's only 20 or whatever it is. Can't even buy a can of dip. Um, Yeah, I'm taking Wisconsin, too. I don't think Minnesota's very good. So I think, was, I think Minnesota's pretty good. They lost to Bowling Green. It's a good counterpoint. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you got the next one, Ben. Washington State at Washington, the Apple Cup. Washington State is favored by a point and a half. I know nothing about either one of these teams. Mm-hmm. So I'm going Washington State minus one and a half. Okay. Just because I like them better. That's fair. I like them better too. Washington State is bowl eligible. I think they're six and four, if I'm not mistaken. Hang on. I actually have this pulled up. I mean, they should be six and five, right? No, they're six and five. You're right. My math, I'm, I'm bad at math. Uh, they're six and five. Washington is definitely not that. Um, the problem is that, like, Washington just has better players for the most part. Like, it always seems like no matter what happens in that, like, no matter what direction their two seasons are going, Washington always wins the Apple Cup. And call me crazy here, but I don't think that. Washington, uh, granted, they both have been around head coaches here. <clears throat> I'm talking myself into a circle. Um, I'm taking Washington plus the one and a half. Who is a difference? I'll be locked into the Apple Cup. Yeah, I think Mike Leach went one and nine in Apple Cups, and he's a definitive better coach than whoever they have up there right now. Well, he's also playing as Chris Peterson. Yeah, that's what I was. That's why I talked myself into a circle because the whoever the <laughs> Washington's interim coaches probably sucks too. I don't know. I have a sneaky suspicion Washington's going to be up for that game. Okay, I like it. This next game though, <laughs> Florida State at Florida. Florida's a two and a half point favorite. It's in Gainesville. 
Uh, we've already talked about Greg Knox being the greatest interim head coach of all time, not named Ed Orgeron. Both of these teams need it for bowl eligibility. And you know what, Ben? I My gut's saying one thing, my head's saying another. So which one do I go <laughs> with? You know what? I'm going to trust my head on this one, which means it's going to backfire for sure. Um, I think Florida State's playing better. I'm going to take Florida State plus two and a Dang. half. Dang it, Busby. I will not fall into the trap of taking Florida again. Just to spite you, I'm taking Florida State. I was there. You're right. They're playing better. I don't, there may not be many Florida fans at this game. I don't think the swamp is going to be intimidating. I think their team's just like whatever. They they might come out in like jubilance. Yeah, they may, but I don't think the players are like going to be that hyped up. You know, they don't think they really care about going to a bowl, to be honest. I mean, they should because they get some extra practice, but uh, I'm taking Florida State. All right, this next one, you get to pick first. I think it's the easiest one on the board. The Iron Bowl, Alabama at Auburn. Alabama, I didn't even write it down. Alabama is a 19-and-a-half point favorite. You just put in minus 19 there. Yeah. Um, I'm taking Bama, which scares me because the Iron Bowl is always weird. But I don't think Finley – I mean, but being at Auburn, weird stuff happens there in the Iron Bowl. Um, I, I, think refuse, I refuse to believe that Brian Harson out coaches Nick Saban. Right. And I think Bama's out to pr- try to prove point that they're good. So I think they covered, went by two, uh, three touchdowns easy. Okay. We're on the same side there. <clears throat> um, Oregon State at Oregon. What's the name of this bowl game? What's the name of this bowl? It used to be the Civil War, but you're not allowed to say that anymore. The Who Cares rivalry? That's mean. That's probably what they say about us. Nobody says that about us. Um, Oregon State at Oregon. Oregon six and a half. Um, it would be so Oregon to just come out and dominate this game, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take Oregon minus six and a half. What's Oregon State's record? They are. Thank you for asking because I pulled that up as well. Seven and four. Their losses are at Purdue, at Washington State, at Cal, and at Colorado in double overtime. I want to take Oregon. I think, like you said, they're going to come out pissed off and dominate this. Um, Yeah, I'm taking Oregon. Yeah. There is a world that exists where, like, Cristobal is looking at the Miami or Florida job if Miami ever comes open. And Jim Moorhead is looking at Washington or Virginia Tech or something like that, and they just come out and lay an egg. But I don't think that's going to happen because there is a way here. There's a lot of yeah. math that's involved. There is a way yeah. here where Oregon doesn't win the Pac-12 North. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to come out ready to – or trying to prove that. And I think they cover the six and a half. This one I thought was really interesting. Whose turn is it to pick first? Yours? This is my turn, yeah. Texas A&M at LSU. A&M's a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't think A&M's very good. I've said this for a few weeks now. LSU, it's Orgeron's last home game. I think they've looked better as the season has gone on. Um, Go Tigers. I'm taking the Tigers. You're going to be mad at me about this one. I no. Similar to Florida, Florida State. Like, no. My head's, saying, my head's saying that there's no reason Texas A&M should lose this football game. They don't have but, to lose but, it. But there, don't you just see the scenario happening where they LSU upsets them and then they just carry Coach O off on his shoulders. <laughs> and he's like the token mascot for the rest of his life as he's making $20 million to not do anything. And he just – Gigging frogs and I don't know hitting on married women. Yeah, and shooting crocodiles on the face. I don't know what they do <laughs> down there. Uh, I think LSU covers too. I think LSU might win outright. I knew you were gonna be mad about that one. This one, I, okay. I we might have a difference on because this I think is a really interesting line too. Clemson at South Carolina. Clemson's eleven and a half point favorite. 
I said a couple weeks ago, and I still went against it last week, I think the demise of Clemson has been greatly exaggerated. I think they found their groove a little bit last week. I said that I don't think South Carolina is very good, and then they came out and won last week, but I think that says more about Auburn. I said that the week before. It says more about Florida than it does South Carolina, and I'm using that same excuse. It says more about Auburn than it does South Carolina. I think I'm going to take Clemson to cover the 11 and a half on the road. I wish we really had the real sandstorm to play there, but uh, I'm going Gamecocks, baby. They pulled me through last week with my, one of my only wins. I think they keep this within 10 points. Uh, I think they're trending. I don't think they're great, but I think they're trending in the right direction. And I think they come out hyped. And I'm I'm excited. Give me the Cox yeah. plus 11 and a half. Yeah, I think it was yesterday. I just texted you out of nowhere and said, I I might love Shane Beamer. Yeah, you did. So it, it hurts like me to, 6.30 a.m. <laughs> it hurts me to go against them because I think the guy's like super genuine and energetic and fun and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I just think Clemson's a better football team. I think Clemson wins by two scores. Uh, Europe, Kentucky at Louisville. Louisville's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. This one doesn't make sense to me, Busby, which scares me. Is it Malik Cunningham? Yeah. That dude's a freaking video game player. But I think Kentucky comes out wanting to prove a point, wanting to get a better bowl game. I like Kentucky to win outright, so I'll take them plus a two and a half. Isn't it amazing how our stances have, like, changed since the middle of the season? Whatever, I was Mr. Kentucky and – Nobody treated, walks in a Kroger field. Well, good news is they're not playing at Kroger. They're playing at what used to be Papa John's Stadium before he went psycho. Um, Yikes. It might still be Papa John's, honestly. Uh, I'm taking Louisville minus a two and a half. I don't think okay. Kentucky's very good. Okay. Hey, I like this. Yeah. They got some differences. Hang on one second. I'm looking at Pop- I'm looking up uh, Louisville's football stadium. <laughs> Oh, it's just called Cardinal Stadium. That's so lame. <laughs> I mean, it's not as bad as being named after a racist, but it's still pretty lame. All right. Now we're getting into some good stuff here. Penn State at Michigan State. Michigan State is a half a point favorite. Yes, yeah, so this is a pick em. Yep. Um, <laughs> are they going to let Kenneth Walker touch the ball more than seven times? I think Mel Tucker comes out. I think they win. I'll just put it that way. Wait, did I pick first last game? That's okay because I'm picking Penn State anyway. Yeah, okay. So we have a lot of differences. Yeah, look, I think that the Michigan State magic has kind of run out. Penn State's been playing good, and they just haven't gotten that win yet. I think James Franklin gets that win before he jettisons off to Southern California. So do you think he's distracted? Hmm, sure. I think they're all distracted at this point. Mel Tucker's probably distracted. I mean, he hasn't signed that big old extension yet. And yeah, and he, he probably a dub. He probably still has people calling. Dude, we've already talked about it. Like, he's five games over the Vegas win. Yeah, but in his heart, he needs a dub. I talked to him. Oh, okay. Good to know. Um, Ben. I will go first on this one. We have Bedlam, Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. It's weird seeing Oklahoma State being a three-and-a-half-point favorite and not thinking that it's crazy. But I'm a man. I'm, I'm 55. 50. <laughs> I was going to say, that's an old-ass dude now. He still looks pretty good for his age. Oh, yeah, the mullet. Does he still have the mullet? I think he's cut. Dude, I'm not even going to pretend to know anything about Ohio, uh, Oklahoma State football this year. With that being said, I'm taking Oklahoma State minus three and a half. I, I do to. know I do know about Oklahoma football, and it's not pretty, which probably means right. it, you talk about distractions. That Lincoln Riley stuff is not going away, and I thought it would be done by now. Yeah, so same reason I'm taking them too. I like I like to see Oklahoma lose in general. So yeah, it's nice. Um, you think Dave Aranda has any distractions this week? Probably right. I think almost everybody does, but this, probably. 
Yeah, this isn't a coaching carousel conversation. I don't know why I brought it up. Um, the game. This is where game day is at. Biggest game of the week besides the next one. Ohio State at Michigan. Ohio State is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Ben, I feel like we're going to lean the same way here. But uh, tell me about it. What do you think? I learned my lesson last week. And if the past, I don't know, 10 years have proven anything, this game always gets hyped up, and then Ohio State just smacks the piss out of Michigan. So I don't think it changes this year. I think Ohio State's on a mission um, to prove they're the second or first best team in the country, you know, in their eyes. So I think they come out and just smack Michigan around. We got the same thing. I don't think they're going to smack Michigan around. I think Michigan's matches up better defensively. Um, but, yeah, I think Ohio State wins by two scores. So, I'm taking Ohio State. I mean, I'd love for Michigan to win for parity, but I just don't see it happen. I think the next two weeks for Ohio State are going to be pretty telling because Michigan's good on defense. And I think Wisconsin, if they get there, can do enough to slow them down. But I would pick Ohio State probably – minus whatever the line is that you can put out there, like as long as it's reasonable. So I think they're just going to kind of cruise into that number two spot in the playoff. I think C.J. Stroud's probably going to win the Heisman, and Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson are both going to go top 15 in the draft, and it's going to be one of those weird years where we look back and we're like, why was anyone ever low on Ohio State? Mm-hmm. Uh, ben, the biggest game of the week, those assholes <clears throat> from Oxford, Mississippi, travel south to Starkville, God's country. Been a lot of talk about this line. It opened up apparently as Ole Miss minus two. It's I got it today at State minus one and a half. So that's what we're going with. We're taking dogs money line. Well, we're taking dogs minus a point and a half. Yeah. Both of know. us. Yeah. Yeah. You give me dogs minus whatever. I'm taking it. What's your gut feeling on this game? It's gonna hurt probably. It's gonna I'm gonna vomit at least twice. Um, it's always weird. It's always crazy. I mean, last year we had no really. We were terrible going into that game. It ended up what being a seven point game. Yeah. So the and year before was a one point game. There was a fourteen point swing whenever Austin Williams fumbled at the goal line and they ran it back ninety nine yards. Yeah. That so, was the worst Mississippi State team in a decade. Yeah. So I'm taking the dogs. I think in a weird way, I would feel better if Ole Miss had played better against Vandy last week. Um, I know that's probably makes no sense, but in my brain, now everybody's like, oh, they didn't play Vandy well. And, you know, Mississippi State looked good and it's kind of flipping. I don't like being the favorite. <laughs> um, but I think we win. I think home field, I think it's going to be packed out. You'll be there, right? Yep. Yep. So it'll be rocking. Um, you know, speaking of people being distracted, Lane Kiffin's name is being thrown around everywhere. Um, so we'll see. I think Matt Corral's more hurt than he's letting on. We've been saying that for weeks. Um, if we, and I know Zach Arnett's going to bring pressure at him. You know, he's probably going to get hit a few times. Um, so I like Mississippi State's clicking um, on on offense, and I, nothing on, Miss, on Ole Miss's defense scares me. So – I'm taking the dogs. There's one thing on Ole Miss's defense that scares me, and that's if they line up Sam Williams over Scott Lashley. I think Sam Williams is really good. Scott Lashley, Scott Lashley, as we've said a couple of times. If DJ Durkin's a moron and lines them both over Charles Cross, sure, cool, thank you. We appreciate the service. Um, but I think that him over Lashley can cause a few problems. I don't I, – I, Lashley, I think, is will hold his own, but we've seen Lashley – do some dumb shit this year. So that would be the one thing that freaks me out. I Look, here's my thoughts. I honestly, today, think Mississippi State's a better football team. Same. I think you're going to have to weather that storm because Ole Miss is going to come out hot and they're going to be running a play every minus three and a half seconds. And if it's close at the end of the first quarter, if State wins the first quarter or wins the first half, I think it's game over. What's but the weather gotta, look like? It's gonna be raining. That's kind of that's kind of freaky too. But oh god, high sixty three, <laughs> low of twenty nine, eighty yeah. percent chance of rain. Yep, yeah. I'm gonna be wet. I'm gonna be the first one to know too because I'm up high. But yeah, it's gonna be rocking like you've already said. 
Will Rogers. Oh, by the way, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Will Rogers broke deck single season touchdown passing record and yards of a season record. So, yeah, and we've also right talked now. about how Mississippi State, you know, could have gotten a few games here and there, been in the SC championship. If Mississippi State's sitting here one or two losses, is Will Rogers in the Heisman race? Probably. He's 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 going to be on all those dark horses heading in the next year. Yeah. So we've come a long way from people wanting to fire Mike Beach. So and me piping for Sawyer Robertson. How mad were you Saturday when Sawyer Robertson didn't get in the game? <laughs> I, was, I mean, I expected Lovertish being there, but I was like, come on. We didn't even get to, like so. Leach's stance on like playing freshman has always been weird to me. Like he just doesn't do it. He was the only reason he played Will Rogers last year is because KJ Costello was that bad. But it's weird having the highest rated quarterback recruit you've ever gotten to campus, like just chill on the bench and you don't know what he looks like or anything. I couldn't tell you what Sorry Robertson's face looks like, what his voice sounds like, nothing. Yeah. I just know the name. And if Will Rogers keeps all like this, he may never see the freaking field. He may transfer a portal out of there. That's true. But again, this goes back to Mississippi State's affinity with backup quarterbacks. Like, does it really matter? Yeah, when he transfers to like freaking LSU. Okay. And when Will Rogers breaks every passing record in the books, are you really I mean, going to care? Fair, man. That's fair. No, I'm not, but I'm going to be <laughs> sad. <laughs> oh, Ben, this is going to suck if we lose on Thursday, but I'm taking the dogs. I, I think we're better right now. Um, I just I really think this is gonna happen. So yeah, I, I did too, which terrifies me. <laughs> it feels weird going from talking about that game to this game, but we have reached the NFL portion. And if you paid attention, the games on the NFL slate that we're picking between are all Thanksgiving games. Unless. The first one. <laughs> what? Oh, you jerk. You wouldn't add one to 17, would you? <laughs> Um, this game is going to suck so bad. We have Andy Dalton starting for the Bears and Tim Boyle starting for the Lions. I the want Bears, no part of this. Bears are three and a half. This has got to be the new kickoff, right? It is, yeah. Okay. These are in order. Oh, okay. Kickoff. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm taking the Bears. I want to take the Lions, but I'm taking the Bears. I can't picture a guy named Tim Boyle winning a football game. No. So. I'm taking the Bears, too. Um, Raiders at your Cowboys. The Cowboys kind of screwed us last week. Yeah, they look so bad. Um, also, without Mari Cooper, maybe without CeeDee Lamb, who got a concussion late in that game. So, that scares me. The Raiders haven't looked great. They look terrible against the Bengals. Um, I'll take the Cowboys minus seven, but I don't love it. I'm taking the Cowboys minus seven, too. Um, I think the Raiders are treading in the wrong direction, so. Yeah, I mean, and then um, the Bills at the Saints. The Bills talk about going in the wrong direction. They got blown out on Sunday. Yeah, that one hurt. Uh, Bills at the um, Saints. Bills minus four. I think the Bills bounce back. I think they're a better team than they showed last week. I think the Colts are a better team than people are giving them credit for. To be honest, um, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, the MVP right now probably, um, and. I don't think the Saints are as good. Um, so, I'm taking the Bills minus four. I think they win by two scores probably. I'm with you. I don't know if it's two scores, but I take the Bills minus four as well. So, we're matching on all the NFL games. Um, quick recap here, Ben. We have differences in the Washington-Washington State game. We have differences uh, in Clemson-South Carolina. Differences in Kentucky-Louisville. Differences in Penn State-Michigan State. That's it. Yeah, so we have four differences here. You can be back up two games by the end of this. I'll probably be down six. Uh, I wish you nothing but that. I'm already <laughs> getting sized up. So, Ben, we uh, we can hop into the ad read now. This is a fitting ad read for uh, the holiday season. It's brought to you by cranberry sauce. Ben, do you like cranberry sauce? Mm, it's okay. I agree. I think cranberry sauce is a fine holiday option. I think cranberry sauce is a little overhyped. I think cranberry sauce um, kind of rests on its past achievements. And people just view cranberry sauce as this, you know, great Thanksgiving dish that, you know, there, there, there's other better Thanksgiving dishes out there. 
I think Cranberry Sauce is going to get 400 yards thrown on him on Thursday. So, ooh, yikes! Did the metaphor come across? The Cranberry Sauce is one of this. Yeah, yeah, it did. Granddaddy told him that Cranberry Sauce is good, so <laughs> they think Cranberry Sauce is good. I put I put very little work into this ad read this week. I liked it. I didn't know where it was going, but I liked it. Um, everyone, we have a new segment for you all, and I'm very excited about this because me and Ben were talking beforehand, and I feel like it might lead to some um, good banter, if not, you know, a fist fight. So via computer. <laughs> um, we have a segment that I'm calling Rank This, and we're ranking our top five favorite Thanksgiving side dishes this week. You want to hop? You want to start off with your number five? No, you go first. Are we going five to one or one to five? Five to one. Let's go five to one. Oh, right, yeah, you go first. So I have a spicy one right off the gate because I don't know if you're going to let me choose it. And that's gravy. Could I have gravy? Yeah, dude, it's on my list. Okay, good. I think gravy is so freaking good, and it just hits differently at Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's um, not a regular side in other points in time because it's always look, with mashed potatoes. If, if cranberry sauce is a, is a, is a side, yeah. why can't gravy be yeah. a side? I slather everything in gravy. So gravy is my It goes good with five. the turkey. It goes right. good with the dressing. The it goes rolls. good with the potatoes. Yeah. Sop up that roll with some gravy. Yeah, right, love it. right, right. I'm with you. I, I got gravy at number five. I'm glad that you let me have that. <laughs> All right, so this one may be a little controversial. One, some people may not consider it a Thanksgiving side. Two, if they do, they probably have it much higher on their list. But I got mac and cheese. Uh, if you didn't let me choose gravy, I had mac and cheese written beside me. So yeah, I'm mac and you. cheese is great no matter the occasion. The reason it's so low on my list is because I can get it year round. Right. So I. There, what's number two on my list? You can get year round too, but it's so good that I just had to put it up there. But I, I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So if if it wasn't for Thanksgiving being in it, it would be way higher. But I can get things at Thanksgiving that I can't get other times. So. Okay, you want to do your number four now? We'll just sneak draft it. Number four is gravy. Okay, we've already talked about gravy. Gravy yeah. so good. Yeah. My number four. And you're probably going to say it's too low is the stuffing or dressing, whichever one you want yeah, to call it. Don't ever disrespect it by calling it stuffing ever again. Um, I like it. I like it a lot. And the fact that we only have it one day a year, um, you know, criminal. It, yeah, we should have dressing a lot more often. It's really good, but it's not my favorite, which is why it's so low. Do you so do you like a dry dressing or a wet dressing? I'll eat either one, to be honest with you. My mom yeah, makes chicken be, and dressing. Yeah, it's got to be a, got a little wet to it. You know, I don't want it sopping, so I'm putting some gravy on it. it yeah, I mean, if it's if it's dry, I'm just going to douse it in gravy anyway. So, yeah. My okay. mom makes chicken and gravy. That's really good. Um, she doesn't mm -hmm. listen to this anyway, so I can criticize her cooking until my dad. And chicken and dressing. Yeah, until my dad tells on her, tells on me and gets her mad at me. Um, she puts like 12 and a half onions in there, which bugs me, but it's good outside of that. Um. Is it my turn again? Uh, yeah. I have number three, and this is one that I make every year. So maybe I'm just partial to it. I bring it for like Friendsgivings and uh, work parties and whatnot. And it's corn pudding or corn casserole, whichever one you want to call it. Corn casserole is fire. Whopping five ingredients. You can't mess it up. And it hits every time. I honestly forgot about corn casserole. No, man. <laughs> That's probably my number five over mac and cheese. I'm going to throw it in there. Um, yeah, corn casserole or like just cream corn, delicious. Um, my wife makes a really good corn casserole. So, um, all right, my number three is sweet potato casserole. You get that sweet sweet potato casserole with that like crunchy top layer on it like brown sugar and some pecans and that kind of stuff it's almost like a dessert you get it during the meal amazing definitely top three for me um and we're not including desserts on this list so 
that's like my little hint at dessert. So, um, so spoiler alert here: sweet potato casserole is not on my list. Oh um, my god! I know, I know. My here's what here's why. I enjoy sweet potato casserole. If I'm at a restaurant or something that has sweet potato casserole, odds are I'm going to get it. But my family doesn't do it, so it didn't feel right to have it on the list. Wrong. It's just wrong. <laughs> but um, uh, all right, my number two, right? A snake bag. Yep. Is dressing. We've already talked about it, but it's we need it more times during the year. It's the best. Yeah, dressing is really good. I probably shouldn't have it at four, but especially considering that my number two is a very much so year-round dish. I had it literally tonight. Um, is it mashed potatoes? It's mashed potatoes. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't crack my top five, but it's it's good. But it's because I can get it right Our now. Holiday mashed potatoes, they they do something for me, man. I don't know what it is. My mom, you know, my mom and grandma just do like the homemade mashed potatoes, and maybe it's just because I don't make them very often that homemade mashed potatoes just hit me differently. But they do. There's they're, they're such a good dish. Um, my mom I, used to get so mad about mm -hmm. mashed potatoes because I would she made like handmade. You mm -hmm. know, when you make them handmade, sometimes there's still lumps in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would call them almost mashed potatoes because they weren't truly mashed. You would get so mad at me. Ben, we've reached number one. I think I know what yours is. And judging by how my number one, I don't think is going to appear on your list. I feel like this might be controversial. When you only get them, for me, it's Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Easter. Uh, and they are so good every time I have them. And that's deviled eggs. Oh, yeah. See, that's something my family doesn't do, <laughs> but I love deviled eggs. It's I not your number one, though, is it? No. Okay. I love deviled eggs, though, but we just don't really do them. But anytime mm. I can get my hands on those bad boys, down in six of them at least. Yeah, I love a good deviled egg. I had so many at our holiday party last week. <laughs> uh, I, I feel weird because, like, you're just eating a fucking oh, – oh, sorry, Dad. You're just eating a freaking <laughs> egg. <laughs> It's the middle part, though. Is that little whatever is in that? The, the yolk relish with and like the, the relish and, and mayo and paprika yeah. and all that. It's like potato salad and an egg. I, I love potato salad, so that's a good oh, thing. Potato salad. That's not that's a holiday not dish. Yeah. My number one. Why don't we do this more? Green bean casserole. I can tell you why. It's gross. It's delicious. I don't know why it is. I mean, I love green beans, but green bean or even like a veggie cat. Some people do like a vegetable casserole where it's like squash and green beans and stuff like that. I love that. I'll give, give me a big old heaping of that on my plate. I'm not a green bean guy. I like the actual like long green beans, you know, um, but the ones that's in green a green bean, bean. I know, but like I'm talking about and the ones in green bean casserole, like the canned green beans. And whatnot, yeah, I'm, short ones. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good on those. You keep those. Well, but I respect your opinion, Benjamin. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people share it because it's a huge Thanksgiving dish. It's just not my thing. So this was also, fun. <laughs> huge question. Yeah. Are you a turkey or a ham guy? For what are we talking about? Just in general? Like holiday. Like I'm talking about like carved, like not like deli, like carved turkey or carved ham. So we do turkey for Thanksgiving, ham for Christmas. Right. Um and we either smoke smoke the turkey or deep fry the turkey. And I'm cool with both of those. Every oven roasted turkey I've had has been bad. I'm not going to say bad. It's just, it's not the same. Either you smoke your turkey or you deep fry your turkey. That's going to give you the best results right there. So you're a turkey, yeah. I, I like both. I'm, I am not picky. I like both. I hate ham. I like, like, like sliced ham, like deli ham. But that you don't big old like, chunk like of a, ham, like a honey baked ham or anything like no, that. No, man, you no. gotta get. You're not getting the right ham. Disgusting. Give me turkey all day. Well, that might be the most controversial opinion on here. I feel like a lot of people hate turkey. They're wrong. Also, <laughs> did you pick deviled eggs because it's the egg bowl day? No, I just really like deviled eggs. I didn't even think about that. Whenever I wrote it <laughs> down, I wrote down one and then went the rest of the way down. <laughs> That was a good pick. I didn't yeah, expect it. I knew where I was starting, and then I just worked my way backwards. 
I had yeah. to put gravy. I would have put gravy a lot higher had I known it was going to fly by. So I love gravy. Yeah, it's the best. But then I think that's going to wrap it up for us. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you know, next week, next podcast, we could be really, really happy or really, really sad. Yeah. So you're going to want to tune in for that. Who knows? We might come up with another list because I had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah, that was fun. Um, but uh, Ben, you want to say bye to the people? Yeah. I uh, hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving. I hope they get to spend it however they want to. Hopefully see some family, eat some good food. Maybe got some deviled eggs and some green bean casserole. Um, but hopefully we're back here next week. Happy fellows. And hopefully I'm a few games up on Busby. What he said. Hmm. Bye. <laughs>